When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Radio Network. I am your host, Jeff Kane at Boston Fat Guy on Twitter. No Bobby Kavisky with me today as Bobby had a scheduling conflict, so we will talk with Bobby next week. Uh, but the Patriots will be getting ready to go up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. This, of course, is the Patriots Beat Podcast on CLNS Radio. Follow us at CLNS Radio at, at CLNS Radio. If you Facebook fans, Facebook.com slash Patriots Beat. We're checking you down to every single Patriots game. Here it is now. Brock Osweiler, Tom Brady won. Not Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, but Brock versus Brady in a game between the 10-0 New England Patriots and the 8-2 and Denver Broncos. Going to be a tough matchup here for the Patriots. I'm not sure how they win this game. I'll be straightforward with you right there, but let's take a look at this right now because... You have Tom Brady, and you have Rob Gronkowski, and that's about it. Right now, the Patriots are absolutely the walking wounded. Danny Amendola has been ruled out for tomorrow's game, which is a shame, as last week Amendola was great until he got injured, filling in for Julian Edelman, really stepping up. Aaron Dobson was put on injured reserve all earlier this week, so... No Aaron Dobson. We know the injury with Julian Edelman. He's out till at least week 16, week 17. So it's a tough role here, especially without Deion Lewis. James White, what's he going to do in this game coming up? He, of course, came out and did some nice things last week, scoring two touchdowns. I still want to know why they don't give him the ball more. For some reason, Josh McDaniels and the offensive staff just doesn't trust this young player yet and maybe that's just it he's a young player but every time they put Brandon Bolden out there bad things seem to happen but we're looking for good things to happen here so what can happen good here first of all the Patriots going up against a very very good Denver Broncos defense Denver's defense ranks number one in uh, many categories Uh, yards allowed per game uh, doing unbelievable there very close to the top in passing yards, in fact, number one overall in passing yards, and number two overall in rushing yards. So going to be tough sledding for the New England Patriots. And what can we expect from this offensive line? Last week against the Buffalo Bills, it was a tough, tough sledding for the Patriots' offensive line. Marcus Cannon, uh, coming back from that toe injury, really, really looked rusty. And that was tough to see Marcus Cannon look rusty because before that he had done a nice job this season as a swing tackle. 
as Bobby Kavitsky would say, he would be definitely hoping that Sebastian Ballmer uh, against the Broncos plays left tackle, and you'll have a uh, Marcus Cannon and Cameron Fleming on the right tackle. Patriots catch a little bit of a break here uh, with DeMarcus Ware being out for the game. Uh, Ware, of course, lines up with Vaughn Miller and forms that vaunted uh, Denver Broncos pass rushing attack. So Patriots catch a little bit of a break there. Another thing that bears watching, David Andrews, uh, the rookie center out of Georgia who played almost every single snap, was pretty much benched last week uh, in favor of uh, last year's starter, Brian Stork. Andrews had a very, very rough, rough game in this in this game against the Bills. He was victimized, run up the middle, and when they put Stork in there, it seemed to solidify things a little more. So looking at that starting offensive line, I'm hoping Ballmer starts at left tackle. At left guard, we get Shaq Mason, uh, Brian Stork at center, Josh Klein at right guard, and then the uh, Marcus Cannon or Cameron Fleming starting at right tackle. Patriots uh, will be without Jamie Collins tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be very tough uh, as Jamie Collins is now going to miss his fourth game with uh, this illness that has kept him out. So what will the game plan be for the New England Patriots? Well, as we said, the Broncos are great all around. they got great cornerbacks in Chris Harris and old friend Aqib Tlaib. They're down to three healthy wide receivers. In Brandon LaFell, of course, last year, LaFell was an uh, inspiration to this team, really stepped up with 74 catches for over 900 yards, seven touchdowns. But now you have Chris Harper, uh, an undrafted rookie free agent out of Cal, who's yet to catch a ball in the NFL. And you have Keyshawn Martin, if his hamstring's okay. If his hamstring's not okay, and I'm going to assume it is uh, with him traveling out to Denver for the Patriots, uh, if his hamstring's not okay, though, the Patriots are in for uh, a long night. Um, three weeks ago, I kind of said that Brady and the Patriots would go in here to Denver and carve up this defense, and I, I really believed it. I believed that they would, but that was before the injuries, and the injuries are really the subplot of this whole thing because if it's healthy, the Patriots are easily the victor here. But unfortunately, injuries are part of football. This is a game where the Patriots are ultimately going to win or lose depending on their backups, depending on guys like Keyshawn Martin and Chris Harper, depending on guys like Scott Chandler, the newly signed Asante Cleveland, what these guys can do, depending on their backups at linebacker. Uh, all all these different spots that they got to go in, depending on who's going to step up and be that nickel cornerback. We saw uh, Devon Wilson doing it last week. So on offense, the Patriots, if they're going to win, they need to establish the running game. Unfortunately, the last two weeks, LeGarrette Blount has only averaged about 3.5 yards per carry. That's not good enough to do it uh, against Denver. And I don't think this is a game for LeGarrette Blount. This is a game... Uh, for James White. And as I said earlier in the podcast, for some reason, the Patriots aren't sh- giving him a load. They're not having him shoulder a big enough load. Last week, he showed some good things. He got caught a couple balls, got that touchdown right before halftime, uh, had a nice job on the on the draw play. I think the New England Patriots need to trust the second-year player out of Wisconsin and give him the ball. I want to see this kid touch the ball 15 to 20 times between the pass and the run game. The only way to stop this Denver Broncos uh, defensive front is to pound the ball at them. But you're not going to be able to pound the ball at them with LeGarrette Blount. Unfortunately, Blount you know, is a good running back. I like LeGarrette Blount. He leads the team in rushing yards. 
but this is not the type of game that you need Blount for. This is the type of game where you would have loved to see Dion Lewis. He could have really used his athletic ability to get out there and make some plays and make things happen. So it's going to be right here. It's going to be James White. And what can James White do? Well, when he was at Wisconsin, James White was able to run the ball between the tackles. He was able to catch the ball. We've seen him make some moves when he gets the ball in open space. So if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm looking at James White. I'm doing delays. I'm doing draws. I'm lining him up with counterplays on uh, run, you know, running situations. You don't have Mike Williams tomorrow, uh, the big tackle slash tight end. So you're going to see Asante Cleveland. You're going to see some three tight end sets. You're going to see Rob Gronkowski in the backfield. You're going to have to see Scott Chandler step up. But the key to me here is James White. And what can James White do for you? Well, for me, this is what you got to do. you got to get that screen game working. We saw it a little bit last week. you got to be able to drop the ball off to someone who can make people miss. That Denver defense front is going to be rushing upfield. So the draw play, extremely important in this game. Being able to be in that shotgun set and having a running back who you trust not only to be able to run the ball, to catch the ball out of the backfield, but also to have great pass-blocking ability. James White, to me, has shown some really, really nice pass-blocking ability. If you listen to the Patriots Beat Podcast before, you'll know that I'm not a fan of Brandon Bolden. I don't want to see Brandon Bolden with the ball in his hands at all. Bad things happen when Brandon Bolden is on the field. Unfortunately, as I said, with LeGarrette Blount, this not being his type of game, this is a James White game, this is a Brandon Bolden game. Bolden needs to step up in this game. He he has to. If he doesn't step up in this game, Patriots are SOL, babies. So, that's what's got to happen. James White needs to have a good game. The offensive line needs to have cohesion. We already talked about Basically, what we want to need to see from that offensive line, a little cohesion there. Now, going to when the Patriots pass the ball. When the Patriots pass the ball, they have Brandon LaFell. We saw LaFell a little bit last week uh, in that Z uh, formation, in that in that Z wide receiver where he was able to motion a little bit, and it was a great crossing route. But I'm expecting Chris Harper to get more of that. When he was uh, in college at Cal, uh, they did a lot in their offense to get him the ball on wide receiver screens, on smoke screens, uh, on little hook patterns. That is my guy here. Chris Harper is the guy that's going to need to step up and move into that Z position. By Z receiver, what I mean is an off-the-line receiver, a receiver that can motion. And that's what uh, Julian Edelman was able to do for this offense. He was able to motion and, and make things happen by getting closer to the line. You heard it, uh, you know, last week with Danny Amendola, you know, Danny Titer, Danny 91, 52. Those are the guys that are Mike. Those guys, if these guys are rushing, you're hot. Well, this is a, something that the undrafted rookie free agent is going to have to learn and learn very quickly that he has to get open and in the clutch and he has to catch the ball. So I'm expecting um, Chris Harper to turn out and be that Z wide receiver when need be. Keyshawn Martin, uh, this was a kid that was really coming along for the New England Patriots. Uh, in the game against Jacksonville, he did a phenomenal, phenomenal job on a, uh, a play that kind of broke down. It was, a, it was a scramble play. Basically, you know, um, Tom Brady was bust out of the pocket. He rolled out, and Keyshawn Martin kept things alive, broke it out towards the end zone, caught a touchdown pass. 
that was what we were seeing from Keyshawn Martin. He caught a 39-yard catch down the sideline uh, against the Colts the following week, and then he got hurt. This is the type of player that can do many, many different things in Keyshawn Martin. The hope is that he is able to be on the field. If he is on the field, you're going to be able to see um, the Patriots go to a three-wide receiver set and use Chris Harper, who... You know, is another one of those pygmy wide receivers. You know, listed at five foot ten, 187 pounds. You know, it's a small guy. So Keyshawn Martin and Brandon LaFell on the outside are key. That is one of the big things there. Patriots are going to need these young receivers to step up, as they always say, next man up. We do this every single week, next man up. Well, who's going to be that next man up? So that is one of the things that we're talking about tonight is who is going to be the next man up for the Patriots. We've highlighted Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, the former Jet there that, uh, you know, the big loudmouth now on one of the networks. But uh, Keyshawn Martin having him step up, Chris Hopper having him step up, and even Brandon LaFell. He's, you know, come along pretty well the last couple weeks uh, after his first game back against the Jets when he was dropping the ball. They need him to run precise, crisp routes, and get open and get open quick. That's the one thing I'm a little worried about. With Chris Harris and Keep Sleep playing lockdown man defense, how are people going to get open? We talk about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, without Julian Edelman, without Danny Amendola, Rob Gronkowski becomes that much easier to defend. Now, not everyone can defend Rob Gronkowski. The Bills did a phenomenal job uh, holding him to only two catches last week, and they bracket coverage of all over the place. They used different... Uh, Man coverage. They put two guys on him, three guys on him. They bumped him off the line of scrimmage. Rob Gronkowski needs to really step up and have a good game. Scott Chandler, he needs to have a game, especially with Williams, the other tight end, being out. If the Patriots go to a two tight end set, this is a guy that has to step up and catch the football. Uh, we'll see what happens if he is to catch the ball and get open. He hasn't had a great season for the New England Patriots. He's got to step up. He's got to do what he's got to do. So we take a break here before we get moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Harry's and harrys.com. Wake up to Harry's. What is your typical morning routine? Well, my typical morning routine is definitely getting out there with a Harry's razor and shaving my face. Nice, smooth, baby soft. Uh, you got to get there. Harry's.com was started by two guys who have a passionate about creating a better shaving experience. As I said, I shave every single morning with my Harry's blade. I got my Harry's blade, I got my Harry's um, gel, and I got my Harry's aftershave. My wife just loves the smell of that aftershave. It's great stuff. So listen to this. For listeners to my show, Harry's is giving you $5 off your first purchase of a starter set with the coupon code Patriots. After entering my code Patriots at checkout, you can get Harry's starter set for just $10. That's a month worth of shaving for just $10 with the code word Patriots at checkout. Harry's starter set is a month worth of shavings and comes with a razor. Three of Harry's high quality German engineered blades. You're going to just feel it feels so good. A bottle of shaving cream. I suggest getting the gel. I like the gel better. And all shipped to your door for free. Say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to Harry's high quality blades at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now and enter the code word PATRIOTS at the checkout to get $5 off your first purchase. Get a month's worth of shaving for just $10 with the code PATRIOTS at checkout. That's harrys.com code word PATRIOTS. 
And as we get back here to Patriots Beat, brought to you by our good friends over at harrys.com, it's that time we look at the Patriots defense. The Patriots defense has been playing otherworldly. The Patriots defense won them that game against the uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, holding them to 13 points, absolutely holding them on the running game, <clears throat> doing things that the Patriots defense of yesteryear used to do. Uh, during Patriots games, we have a chat between all the Patriots beat uh, writers for the New England Patriots uh, beat here on CLNS Radio, and I got into uh, <clears throat> a little bit of an argument uh, with the boys and, and how I said uh, at the end of that game to run the ball three straight times, get it down to the two-minute warning, kick the ball out, and see if the Bills could come back and win. Patriots defense did just, did, did just that. They were able to stop them. <clears throat> Another thing I've heard this week is, you know, Patriots fans, the people out there saying that the Broncos were being conservative for Brock Osweiler last week, and they weren't doing much. They weren't asking him to do a lot. No. What the Broncos were doing is running the Gary Kubiak offense. The offense that they weren't able to run with Peyton Manning as their quarterback because Peyton Manning wanted to be in the shotgun and, you know, did not want to be under center. This is why Peyton Manning, unfortunately, should have retired last year. Peyton Manning is just not the same quarterback. He needs that extra time in the shotgun to survey the field. So they basically turned out and they took that shotgun for the first three weeks and did nothing with it. They made it into a pistol offense, and the pistol offense worked pretty well for them. Well, last week with Brock Osweiler at the helm, uh, they were able to do some good things with Osweiler under center. And you saw one of the big things in the Gary Kubiak offense, the inside zone and the play-action bootleg off of the inside zone. And that is what the Patriots need to be worried about here is the inside zone. Last year when Gary Kubiak was the offense coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, we remember the Ravens got up by 14 twice against the Patriots. And a lot of it was that inside zone run allowing Justin Forsett to absolutely gashed the Patriots' defense. Off of that, they were able to run that bootleg. They set up the same way, inside zone run, which basically pulls the uh, defense to the left or right, and then the quarterback rolls out on a bootleg to the other side. And usually it's a tight end, sometimes it's a fullback that drops into the flat, and it's an easy gain of 5 to 10 to 15 yards because <clears throat> the entire defense is moving the other way. Without Jamie Collins, this becomes harder, especially with the Denver Broncos having very good um, tight ends in Owen Daniels and, of course, uh, newly acquired Vernon Davis. Jamie Collins is out there. This becomes easier. <clears throat> I think now we're going to see Donta Hightower be the man that's got to cover these tight ends. And I love Donta Hightower. I just feel he's better utilized as a rush linebacker than as a cover linebacker. So this is one of the things that the Patriots are going to really have to step up and prove. One of the other guys that I'm really hoping the Patriots start to use more is Gerard Mayo. Last week, I really felt Mayo had his best game. He was only on the field for 19 or 20 snaps as Jonathan Freeney got more of the snaps. Freeney, to me, is a liability in coverage, and I'm hoping that Gerard Mayo comes up and sticks up and gets into that pass coverage. He really seemed to do some really nice things. The Bills' first drive last week, he was able to snuff out a zone run by Shady McCoy and was able to stop him. So I'm hoping for some big things here from um, Gerard Mayo and, of course, Donta Hightower. 
Patriots also brought up Darius Fleming. Um, that, of course, is is big news because Jamie Collins is out. Fleming is a, a decent uh, linebacker, better than Eric Martin, who was uh, waived on Friday. So that'll be one thing that we need to look at. Now, how can the Patriots stop this zone run? Well, last year uh, in the AFC uh, Divisional game, Vince Wilfork was eaten alive by this. Patriots defensive front has done some really good things. This uh, offensive, I'm sorry, excuse me, defensive rotation that they have going now with first-round pick Malcolm uh, Brown and, uh, of course, Alan Branch, Dominic Easley, and Nakeem uh, Hicks has been really something that has been great. It's kept these guys fresh. It's allowed them to, um, it's allowed them to really step forward and keep people fresh, get after the running back. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to play their their zones. They're going to have to play their <clears throat> their alleys and be able to stop this. They can't have any backside. Uh, you know, the blocking on the zone is basically the way that it works is they'll they'll run the ball and towards towards the outside and it'll cut back inside. So that's one of the things that the Patriots need to, you know, worry about. And Vince Wilfork, as I said last year, was beat up pretty bad on these plays. I believe that Malcolm Brown, uh, Dominic Easley, and Akeem Nicks, <coughs> Akeem Hicks, excuse me, uh, along with um, Alan Branch can really help stop this. Then you're going to need to spy that running back or tight end coming out of the backfield. That's going to be on one of the linebackers or even Rob Ninkovich here to stay in his zone and follow that player. So that's going to be one of the big things that needs to happen uh, for the New England Patriots here against the Denver Broncos. Now, the big question, when the Broncos pass the ball. The Broncos got two guys that absolutely do fits on the defense, and Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Earlier this week, I was saying that I thought that they'd put Malcolm Butler on Sanders and allow Thomas to uh, be covered by Logan Ryan and a safety. The more I got looking at it and the more I've seen of Butler's play and film study, I've realized it's time to let Malcolm Butler just step on Demarius Thomas, see what happens. Holding up against Demarius Thomas is going to be just like going up against Ode Beckham Jr. Same type of player, same physical, down-the-field receiver who can catch a short pass and make it a long pass. So I think they put Butler on Demarius Thomas, and they leave him there. <clears throat> and then they're going to have Logan Ryan on Sanders with a cover two shell over the top. Whether they are in uh, zone defense or if they're in man-to-man, -man, they are going to have a cover two shell over the top, meaning two safeties each taking a side of the field. The way that they're going to, the reason that they're going to do this is because they're going to want Brock Osweiler to have to march down the field and beat them without setting up the, the cannon arm. They're going to want to beat them by making him <clears throat> go on those 75 and 80 yard runs. So, Page is going to have to do that. They're going to need big step up from Dev McCourty. They're going to need another big uh, game from Patrick Chung. They're going to need another big game from Tavon Wilson. Crazy that we're thinking talking about Tavon Wilson here. Jordan Riches as well. This is going to be one of those games uh, with Coleman most likely going to be out tomorrow with his hand injury where you're going to need safeties to step up yet again. So, Patriots are going to need all three phases of the game. One of the things we haven't really talked about yet <clears throat> is the fact that it's going to snow tomorrow in Denver. So that could slow down both passing attacks 
And that's where you're going to need the running game to step up. We've watched the Patriots play Denver before. They have a hard time winning in Denver. They are as beat up <coughs> as they've been since the 2013 AFC Championship game where Brady went in there with a beat-up Danny Amendola, with a beat-up Julian Edelman and, and, and an Austin Collie, no Rob Gronkowski, and lost by 10. So it'll be interesting to see. We've seen so many shootouts between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady through the years. I look at Brock Osweiler and Tom Brady this game, and, I, and I'm and i looking at the defenses. This is going to be a defensive battle. So it's time for the picks. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I hate to say it, I think the Patriots lose this game. Patriots have been trending down a little bit lately. Uh, a lot of it's due to injuries on the offensive line. It's really hindered what they've been able to do. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they've had injuries to all the players that we mentioned before, the skill position players. The magic number for the Patriots is 23. If they can score 23 points, they win. I don't feel that the Patriots are going to score 23 points Sunday night against the Broncos. I think the Patriots are losing this game 23-17. to I hope I'm wrong. I picked them to lose earlier this season to the New York Giants, and they proved me wrong, so I'm hoping they prove me wrong again. But <clears throat> if the Patriots are going to win this game, it's time for those game balls. So if they're going to win that this game on offense, it's got to go to Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell has to find a way to get out of Aqib Tlaib's shadow, <clears throat> to move around the field and make things happen. On the defensive side of the field, it's none other than Donta Hightower. He's going to need to be able to cover the tight end on the rollout and the bootleg. He's going to need to be able to stop the run on those zone plays. He's got to step up and make some things happen. So that's what I'm looking for right there by the New England Patriots. Always fun when we're talking New England Patriots, and of course you can listen to the Patriots post-game show <clears throat> after every single Patriots game uh, on the CLNS Radio Network by going to www.blogtalk.com slash Patriots postgame. Patriots, again, will be playing the Denver Broncos. If you're in the Denver area and you want to go see the New England Patriots play the Denver Broncos and you don't know where to find your tickets, well, I highly suggest downloading the SeatGeek app. My listeners can use the promo code PATRIOTS in the SeatGeek app and get $20 off rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It will take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek does a ton of things that other ticketing sites don't do. First, SeatGeek pulls in ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for tickets. When you shop on SeatGeek, you'll see virtually every ticket option available for that game, all on one page, no need to go anywhere else. Also have this great feature called Deal Score. It ranks every ticket on the market with a 1 to 100 value and plots the best deals on a color interactive map so you can easily identify the best ticket values in the building at a glance. Finally, SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless and easy. No more typing squiggly letters you can't read into a box like other sites make you do. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card and once you find the tickets you want to buy, you complete the purchase with just two taps. There's no faster way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app today. Enter the promo code PATRIOTS in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchase on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. 
download the free SeatGeek app and enter the promo code PATRIOTS. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on Seahawks Radio. I have been your host, Jeff Kane, at Boston Fat Guy on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Twitter as well on CLNS, at CLNS, and at Patriots Postgame, and at Patriots Beat. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Sports Talk Radio, CLNS Radio.